fungus, we eat the 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 fungus, Good morning. It is 5.11 a.m. on the 13th of May. And you've tuned in to the most random podcast. No, the second most random podcast. No, the top, in the top 10 or 20 of the most random podcasts that I know of. This is the stream of random. And this is your host, Hacker Mike. And you're joining me for my daily walk in outside. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm, uh, Checking out the lawn here. Looks really good. So while I'm walking, I'm also taking care of some stuff for some people, like lawns. Just checking on the results of the guys. Quite happy with them. They're really good. podcast trash garbage waste in a sense it is a waste a waste product a trash product it's not the main product it's a byproduct the result of my walk which is the main product my health and I'm sharing this time with you or with myself, or whatever. I'm recording this. And that's a byproduct. So the podcast is a byproduct of our walk. Of my walk. In that respect, Arrow was right. He said, I'm not going to identify these podcasts, but they're trash. Unlike his podcast, which is gold. But this, that is a typical, but he has the COVID vaccine. So 
yes, my podcast is trash because you can't put COVID propaganda on it. You see, you can't put advertising from Hillary Clinton's podcast on it. And that's what makes it trash. Because we're not pushing a point. And let's continue with that idea that maybe the system that we're in does not want authentic speech. Maybe we're trained by our nature to despise it. That if someone speaks their mind, that's the most horrible thing you could do. It's got to be edited and curated and culled and formed. We can't just express our thoughts and feelings. Unless it's the official thought and feeling. Since the sun is up, we can go this way. We're going to take a different route today. The sun up route. I saw what appears to be Mars in the west and Venus in the east. Let me see. The sun's coming up that way. Yeah, Venus is on my right which I suppose is going to be in the south-ish, southeast. And Mars is opposite. I mean, it can only be Mars because we only see planets at this time. Can't even see the stars. I kind of like the idea yesterday of the bending with a squishing of the atoms together the fusion of nuclei releasing energy as the ticker of time the delta T that's kind of neat where the photons are coming from Someone's throwing away a printer scanner here. <sighs> Got so much electronic junk. But an HP. Just think about the amount of engineering that went into that printer that's just thrown away. Microelectronics, motors, computing stuff. integrated circuits one day I'm going to learn how to desolder them and take them apart 
hack into them. This coffee's damn good. So today's gonna be one hour walk. That's it. We got some stuff to do today. Boy oh boy. So I'll give you a little overview. So the piano movers blew us off. And um, I called up a moving company yesterday and they're like, we can do it, but it's a minimum of three hours for our dudes. And I said, okay, we'll think about it. So we thought about it. We said, well, if they're gonna move the piano, it's not gonna take three hours. But we have this office with this incredibly heavy device that we have to move. And we have to move it anyway. So we made a package deal. They're gonna to come to the office. They're gonna pick up that heavy thing, bring it to the house, take the piano out of the one room, move it to the other room where it's supposed to go, then move that heavy device in. And uh, then if they have some time left over, they can pick up some more stuff from the office. How about that? So after today, We'll have all the important stuff out of the office. And the new room, the piano room, could be set up as a dietary supplement production facility as a separate entrance. So it looks like we're gonna have a, uh, an interesting result from today, which might be great. It might be great to have our own little facility at home. And we can get that registered with the FDA and we don't have to pay rent, they'll be paying us rent. And then we can put on an extra room with a separate entrance. So, that's kind of the thought process that's going on here. So I haven't come to Crips or to Terms yet. 
with everything, with society and with all the paradoxes and conflicts. But it doesn't really matter at this point because I'm committed to following the law, being fair to people, seeking the truth, improving myself, and I guess also being humble. I should be looking for the conflicts in myself and not outside. Maybe that's just a form of projection. The looking, blaming hypocrisy on the society instead of blaming yourself and seeing it in yourself, the paradox or the conflict. And we saw with Gödel how a system cannot prove its own consistency, logically. I got this book yesterday, and God created the integers from Stephen Hawking. And um, he only has a, it's a huge book. It's on the history of math. And he only has a couple of chapters. He covers a couple of mathematicians, Euclid to start with. And they said that Euclid was a compiler. He compiled mathematical knowledge, just like Webster compiled a dictionary. That's a good way to look at it. And they talked about Pythagoras and the square root of two that they proved could not be represented by two whole numbers. Or two, num two whole numbers divided by each other. It's the first irrational number that was discovered and was not defined until thousands of years later. And the argument basically goes like this. You have three, three things. You have a hole. You have a half. Now, first of all, the approximation of the square root of 2 is 1.4 something. Or 5 sevenths.
two prime numbers divided by each other. 10 fourteenths, 1.4, you see? take 1.4 and you multiply it by 1.4 5 sevenths squared Well, what does it mean to have a half squared, right? Or one and a half, is it seven fifths? Seven fifths. One and two fifths. Four tenths. What does it mean to have a half squared? A half times a half is a quarter. So the square root of a quarter is that a half? I'm not going to kill you with these definitions, guys. And uh, I don't have a complete mastery of it. But what I do understand is that the paradox goes something like this. number squared whose result would be 2 like the square root of 4 is 2 Something that's squared that gives you the result of two. Something times itself. Anyway, this is kind of like the garbage that we have on this garbage, marginal, horrible podcast. But we said we're not gonna complain. Uh, Our listeners are down. We might be down to one real human listener who might not even be listening. And once we get to zero, then we're gonna switch it up. 
I guess I should remove these indexing services that I'm using that are actually downloading the podcast as well. Podbean or whatever they're called. listenership but um, it's okay because it's a garbage how can I expect you to eat garbage and we have to ask ourselves why are we producing garbage why are we recording it what's the point of all of this And it's something I've asked myself many times. But once you're committed to doing something, caught up in it, we're trying to reach 360 episodes. How else are we supposed to do that? We're going to go for 10 years. How are we supposed to reach 10 years if we just give up? And it's not like the network's going to cancel us. The only thing I could do is I could get cancelled, lose my job for the horrible things that I'm saying, lose my friends and family, have everyone distance themselves from me, completely social, socially isolated, treated like a crazy person, a leper, a... Uh, Raya, they say. That could happen. But I don't think it will. Just some thoughts. We're just expressing our thoughts here, guys. Don't worry about it. We're not getting depressed. Just sharing some, you know, stream of consciousness. Just some things going through my head. I could say these are the wrong things to think. Bad thoughts. Yesterday we went to the park, the playground, and uh, people were smoking. The parents of the kids there were smoking marijuana. And I was thinking. You know, it's illegal to smoke cigarettes on a playground, in a public spot, and to subject the kids. But uh, they're not only smoking cigarettes, they're smoking marijuana at the playground in front of the kids. And um, I was musing about that. Like now that it's quasi legalized in Jersey, but who says you're allowed to smoke on the playground in front of the kids? But this is the same park where they drive motorcycles and quads and completely disregard all policies and police. So it's basically a law-free zone, I guess. I was just listening to Michael Malice's latest episode where he said he's leaving New York. 
saying that it's being overrun with crime, that everyone's leaving. For Texas, for the blue states. For the red states, that is. And the whole episode is on the red state migration. Interesting episode. I don't know much about it. I've done my share of migrating. I've given up trying to change anything after getting death threats in Kansas and um, being treated as the blue state or coming to the red state trying to change things. It's like, well, you know what? I'm not changing anything now. I can't change them. But what I wonder about is why these worms are not interesting to the birds. Like, you see all these earthworms dried up on the pavement. And the birds ignore them. There's like a ton of food there. And the chickens also ignore the earthworms after the rain. They don't seem to want them. They, they disregard the worms. They're like second choice. Maybe it's because they're bigger, take up less space, and are less nutritious. They're full of water. And they like to go for the small bugs that have more protein, more flavor. More bang for the buck. That's what I'm interested in. Why do birds choose smaller insects over the larger insects? And specifically ringworms. Those are the things I'm interested in. So I've been manually working out just for exercise, trying out my algorithm for determining the factors and primes of the numbers. And I realize how handy it is to have the multiplication table. So I'm thinking if I'm going to do a test, the first thing that I could do is just take a page and write out the multiplication table. For some of the trickier numbers. Or memorize them. It actually might make sense to memorize like a, memory, a multiplication table of to a thousand. I mean, a hundred times a hundred. And the addition table. Into the hundreds range and know all the primes up to a hundred by heart. Because they occur so often. And to know the factors and to understand them. So that's kind of what I'm going through. I'm not going to torture you with it. But in terms of the algorithm 
for determining the factors. And um, I have to make some corrections here. We talked about the uh, differences of square roots, and it turns out that those are odd. Those are just the odd numbers. So every square, the difference between um, the square of uh, morning, the difference between the square of 2, which is 4, and the square of 3, which is 9, is the number uh, 5. And if you think about the um, a visualization, just imagine a square with four quadrants, one, two, three, four. And then around the edge of it, on the top right edge, you wrap around another set of squares. So you add two to the right, two to the top, along the edge. And then you'll have the one corner, the top right corner, which is on handled so you add another one there so you add four and then five around the edge giving you nine so that edge would have now three becomes a three times three square and then if you add one more so you add three on one side and three on the other, that's nine, plus one more making a ten. And um, does that make sense? You're adding in ten, that's not even an odd number. Three and three is nine. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about here. That would be the square root of five is twenty-five. And twenty-five minus nine nine plus six is fifteen nine plus sixteen is five I don't know what the hell I'm talking about Time Traveler's <clears throat> Handbook. That looks like an interesting book.
18 exceptional trips, trips to the past. Here's Hansel and Gretel. Today. We went to the library yesterday. Now I need to know this for sure. So if we look at the pro, uh, the uh, square roots, the square roots, the squares. Two squared is four. Three squared is nine. Difference is five. Four squared is sixteen. There we go. 16 minus 9 is 5. 5 squared is 25. See, I skipped 4 squared. That's why I was just thinking about primes. So, yeah, we should look at the differences of primes squared and cubed as well. That's what I was doing. Which would be 25 minus 5 is 16. And that's the difference of 4 squared. That's 4 squared. So the difference between 3 squared, 9, and 5 squared is 4 squared. Is that even possible? So 16 minus 9 is 5. So you add, what is it? 16 minus 9, let's not do it. <sighs> 16 minus 6 is 10, 7. Seven plus nine is sixteen. So you have a cube squared, three squared, not a cube, you have three squared. Good his garbage, a garbage podcast. Trash. Two squared is four. Three squared is nine. 9 minus 4 is 5. The next odd number is 7. Skip 6. 9 plus 7 is 16, which is 4 squared. It's 2n plus 1. 1 is the delta x. Delta T. So we make the delta the unit. One. Two X plus one gives an odd. That's the rate of growth. The derivative, the tangent. 
the velocity constant velocity so seven plus nine is sixteen the next one is nine nine is an odd number but it's also a cube it's not a prime it's one of those skips nine plus sixteen twenty-five it's five cube five squared next pro <laughs> next odd number is eleven twenty-five plus eleven Thirty-six. Six times six is thirty-six. Difference of eleven. Next odd number is a prime. It's thirteen. Thirty-six plus thirteen. This is easy stuff. Okay, you get the point. So what I was discovering yesterday was the difference of or the day before was a difference in squares is the odd numbers including a bunch of primes because all the primes except two are odd and the odds that are not prime are interesting Composites like three cubed. Three squared. Powers of three. So all very interesting. And um, basically, in order to do this properly, we need the multiplication tables. And the multiplication tables are basically the addition tables, where you skip some, and you have regularities, as we discussed. Powers are the multiplication tables, with the addition tables, where you skip some. Five plus five, five times is five squared. Now, if people can record street sounds or nature sounds, 
we're just going for a walk without saying anything. Then I can also record my trash. And what really hurts the radio people, as I've mentioned, and what they always lament over is how do we get rid of the trash? How do we exclude the others? How do we capture the audience again, like in the old days? And this becomes the question of scarcity. How do we increase the rareness and the scarcity and force people to adhere to our rules and dominate them? Because that's what the radio industry did. It dominated people. Because it became a tool of the people in power. And now that power is for attention. So you have you have now everyone is producing stuff everyone can but the attention is not there the listenership is not there the 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 awareness or the listen yeah so that's what you're fighting for and i really have not done anything to market my podcast at all hardly anything. I've been really taking myself off of social media, shutting down my accounts, reducing myself down to nothing. And um, that's also because I don't want to have a big profile, so I don't get canceled. It's a self-censorship. And I guess I'm quite happy in my little tiny one-person bubble for now because having the chance to walk around and talk out loud and think and and maybe get some feedback even if it's just for my dad you know it's increasing my communication with my dad because he gets the maybe not listen to me but on his own terms My mom definitely has the chance not to listen to me, and so does everyone else in my family. But I get to talk, and they get to choose whether or not to listen or not. And they don't want to have to hear what I have to say. And that's a hard pill to swallow. people don't want to hear. They say they want us to move together into the office so we can better communicate. But they don't want to communicate. They don't want to agree. They don't want to follow the rules. Or even establish them. And that's the thing. That's what I've been fighting with.
conflicted with. So, I think the only thing I can do is apply this idea of ownership and take ownership of it and say, okay, I mean, if I don't want to listen to what I have to say, why should anyone else? And, um, if I can't make it concise and short, to the point um, why would anyone want to listen or spend their time so it really comes into a time swapping question like where do we spend our time well I'm spending my time walking I'm going to walk anyway. I guess I could just shut up and think or listen to other people instead of talk. Look at these deer. One, two, three, four. Look at these babies. Little baby deer and mama deer. Hey, mama deer. Mama dear. <clears throat> I guess the mama deer spend most of their time just foraging with their kids and there's one buck that runs the place. What happens to the other bucks? Do they all get shot? They get run off and shot? What happens to them? <sighs> Need to read a book about deer and deer life and deer hunting. I went to the library yesterday and they had a great reference section. I was astounded at all the reference material. And they even had like books about how to repair all the cars, but they didn't go up to 2020. It appears they stopped buying these books at some point in the library. But they basically had the whole internet there. In paper form. And it looks like some of these books were never opened. And they had like pages and pages and pages of criticism of Shakespeare and modern authors and literature, literally tons of it. But they only had one little book on the Encyclopedia of Comics.
which I think would be more relevant for today. They didn't have a Pokemon index in the reference section. Maybe it was in the children's literature. This was yesterday at the library. But uh, we were able to borrow a tablet with preloaded with games and puzzles on it. And it's like a um, fire tablet running Linux with games loaded. And they had like 30, 40 of them there. Pretty amazing. So, all excited about that. Borrowed a DVD. Now I just have to find a computer with a DVD player. So I'm thinking that I'm going to read you guys some passages from this book. God Made the Integers from Stephen Hawking's. And um, I just started reading it, and he's talking about how Euclid, Euclidean space, the whole idea of a parallel, that two parallel lines will never meet, but has been proven to be wrong, because the two parallel lines will meet in non-Euclidean space, and this is what Stephen Hawking knows. Because space-time is curved, and because it's curved, straight lines are not parallel. Parallel lines are not, they will meet, or can meet eventually, going on for infinity. So that's like the definition of non-Euclidean. And he was also saying that the Egyptians had calculated pi within a half of a degree, half a percent error. But he said that the rigor of math requires that you continue and you don't give up and say, oh, well, half a percent is okay. You have to understand that pi is irrational and carry that to the end. And only then will you understand math. You can't just skip over it, gloss over it. The rigor of math requires that you follow it to the end. Now, someone might look back, and I'm gonna look back at this podcast and say, boy, Mike, It was horrible just reading these numbers and going through the stuff in your head. No one's ever going to want to listen to that. And I agree. It is garbage. It is trash. A waste product. 
a byproduct. And we're going to have to win some and lose some here. We're going to take the good with the bad. And only through editing and cutting and repurposing will this journal ever become the entertainment product that you've grown accustomed to. Right now, it's just a live event reality show, a personal account that no one cares about, in a wave of personal accounts to just show you how little ourselves are, how little people care or want to care or should care. Even talking about it, I guess, is just wanting to be more than it's not, pretending to be something that you're not, trying to be more important. So what I think I'm going to do for my work is redo the configuration system so that it will be compatible with Kubernetes and Elastic Beanstalk and other things. Environmental variables are nice, but they won't cut it. some kind of YAML configuration file is better. <sighs> because it can be deployed secretly. We can have multiple files that are consumed. And there are standard tools for that. So being able to change the configuration when needed and reboot the system or reload it is important. We can use AWS. APIs for that.
and we also need to be able to run it without AWS so that these files can be constructed using APIs but they should be loaded from text so you don't depend on those APIs so a principle of And I don't want environmental variables because those get unhandy. So the easiest thing is to pull the configuration from an S3 bucket and have a tool to deploy that configuration to the S3 bucket. So that it's loaded. And then we can use Beanstalk templates for doing it and inject those into the project from outside. And then the WSGI and other tools can be used for loading those variables in. This also can be consolidated. So basically, a consolidated Python environment that delivers the WSGI, the templates, configuration, loading, and management centrally, where the application is then managed by it. We could even go as far as to say could suggest changes in their repositories and then we can read those in and approve them in a secondary step but they would automatically be presented as suggestions
So that's what I'm going to work on, at least to document that idea and to test it out. suppose it gets into the question of having multiple apps in, in Django you can have multiple applications inside of a project coexisting and having that ability to have all of the projects inside of one all of the apps instead of one project would go a long way into having a single configuration to be able to test them. And I think that's also a clean interface between the two, the app developers and the system administration. Okay, I'm going to think about that some more. Not that anyone wants to hear about that, but maybe you do. I'm going to start moving my stuff to Kubernetes and using these clusters and running my stuff there. Getting experience with it. Even the stuff I'm running on my laptop, why don't I just run that in Kubernetes? Thinking out loud here as I always do. Okay, guys. I get, I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm gonna get going. And I will talk to you tomorrow in the next episode. Take care.
feed the fungus. Feed, feed the fungus. Feed the fungus. Feed the fungus.